Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are visiting with our friends from the city of Brainerd. We have Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman with us and David Chansky. David is the Brainerd Community Development Director. And folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Ken. Good morning, Tess. Hello. Morning, Ken. Morning, Tess. Good to be back. Yeah. Happy New Year. Same to you. So um, the new year starts and there are some changes right away to talk about to the city council, aren't there? There are. And and I think we can all um, say good riddance to 2020 and looking forward to a new 2021. And so with that uh, brought some changes to the city council as well. On January 4th, the city council had their their organizational meeting and we uh, gave the oath of office to six council members. Wow. Um, As you know, we have seven council members and a mayor um, and six council members. uh, In addition, five council members. In addition, the mayor was given an oath of office. We have two new council members. uh, That's Alderman Mike O'Day and Alderwoman Tiffany Stangline. Um, as well as the re-elections of Mayor Badeau, Alderman Pritchett, Alderman Tad Erickson, and Alderman Stunick. So they all took their oath of office. Uh, the council then elected Alderman Kelly Bevins as their council president and Alderman Gabe Johnson as their vice president. And the council has two committees. We have a safety and public works committee and we have a personnel and finance committee. And chairs of those committees were also appointed. Uh, Mike O'Day was appointed as the chair of safety and public works and Gabe Johnson as the chair of our personnel and finance committee. So some changes happening at, at city council. Yeah. Well, change is good. <laughs> is the way I look at it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And- I think we have an excellent council and, and really looking forward to the work uh, they'll be doing in the next couple of years. And of course, us as staff, um, doing as as they're asking us to do. So I think it'll be a great couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you uh, put a bow on the budget then for 2021 <laughs> as the new year came to a close? We sure did. Our last meeting in December, the city council did adopt their 2021 budget um, and proud to report that the council set their levy at a 1% increase um, from 2020. So I think that was good news in, in that tough year mm-hmm. of 2020 when people can go into 2021 with a slight increase. Very good. Uh, for our listeners at home, I will tell you that we're actually getting to see Jennifer and David today on <laughs> social media, but I can tell from the background that you're not yet back at City Hall, are you? Not yet. Um, as you know, the, the city decided to start working from home after we had 14 city staff, either who had COVID or were quarantined because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just really started getting concerned about the safety of our employees and also the ability to keep the operations of the city going. So if we're all working from home, we can continue to work even when employees have to be quarantined. So we're working differently. And we're still fully available to all of our residents. Calls to City Hall are answered, and we have a drop box on the east entrance. And we're also available to meet with people um, at their request as well. And the City Council has continued to meet virtually. Um, They've had a couple of in-person meetings. Uh, The reorganizational meeting of the Council was a much easier uh, 
much easier meeting to do in person than virtually. So they did meet in person January 4th. And so as we continue to see COVID cases decline in Crow Wing County, we do plan to reevaluate this decision um, in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. So stay tuned. Okay. And, and I was just going to ask, I know the school district is making plans. They have certain parameters that are set already. Do you have parameters that you look at or is it just something you revisit based on numbers? So we do have a preparedness plan uh, that the city follows. And of course, we're following, you know, CDC guidelines. And then we we do have a stay at home work plan that we reevaluate from time to time. I think we're really going on the CDC guidance and then the number of cases that we have internally. Okay. Uh, last time we talked, Jennifer, we were uh, uh, talking about maybe even having Corky on the show here to to say goodbye. I know that didn't work out, but bring us up to speed on what's going on with the new police chief. Absolutely. So um, as you may have read in the Brainerd Dispatch, the, the second candidate for the police chief did withdraw his offer. So the council will be discussing the next steps for the police chief at their January 19th meeting. So okay. stay tuned and uh, we'll be able to have some more information uh, for your listeners at our February uh, community focus. Perfect. All right. And I know also uh, the last time we talked, I know you were talking about the Charter Commission. Tell us what's going on there. Sure, we'll do. And I like to just talk a little bit about what a charter city is. There are statutory cities and charter cities. Statutory is just what it sounds like. It's created by statute. And then there are cities that are created by a charter. And really what a charter is, is that our founding fathers decided to essentially create their own their city under a charter instead of creating it under a state statute. So the council did budget some funds to review the charter. The charter was written in the late 1800s. <laughs> and as you can imagine, uh, there are many things that are outdated. Yeah. So the Charter Commission started working on that in October. And in fact, at the, the December 21st meeting, the city council did approve the first round of changes to the charter. And those really were specific things in the charter that conflicted with state law. So the council adopted those, and now the Charter Commission is meeting again on Wednesday to review those things that are outdated, and then also looking at a couple of things that that maybe are already covered in state statute. So so uh, char- the Charter Commission will meet Wednesday and then make recommendations to the City Council on, on the charter itself. Interesting. Is there more steps they'll be taking? I mean, is this a process that's going to take a while to completely kind of look at this uh, city charter and bring it up to uh, current, if you will, standards. (laughs) It sure is. It's uh, the charter is, is quite lengthy. Um, And so the charter commission decided really to look at this in, in three phases. The first phase being those items that are conflicting with state statute. The second is those that maybe are outdated. And then the third is those that, um, are going to require, I think, a little more work. Uh, for example, the city of Brainerd in their charter says that we have a health board. Well, we don't have a health <laughs> board. And so I think the discussion at the Charter Commission needs to be, do they want to have a char- uh, a health board or do they want to eliminate the health board from the charter? As you know, Crow Wing County has uh, a public health department, so does the city need one. So I think those discussions coming uh, later in 2021 were, are going to require a little more discussion. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it'd be fascinating to look at that charter. I too. I think it'd be neat. 
Yeah, it is really interesting. The mayor can appoint watchmen. Um, you know, there are just all kinds of things that are, are really in, in the 1870s were probably really appropriate, Absolutely. but maybe not so much in 2021. <laughs> We've good. come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Well, it'll be, it'll be fun to hear about the updates as that process continues. Meantime, uh, David Chansky also with us. Uh, the uh, David, of course, the Brainerd Community Development Director. Do I, um, uh, David? Maybe we'll just ask you what's what's going on in your department. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Uh, <clears throat> we've got a couple things going on. Twenty twenty one. We're looking at it for the Community Development Department to be an exciting year. First of all, uh, in a, on January fourth, the City Council. Uh, did approve the hiring of James Kronvik as our assistant planner. That's a position that was able to come uh, about through a retirement that we had beginning in 2020. With then with some promotions, we ended up with a vacant housing inspector position. We took the opportunity in, in last year to kind of assess and evaluate where we were as a department, what kind of needs we needed. And we felt that where we were at in the building uh, inspection side of the department, we were good to go. Uh, we had the staff we needed, but then on the planning and zoning side, we felt like there was a gap. So uh, as part of the 2021 budget, went before council and proposed uh, reorganizing the housing inspector position into an assistant planner. Uh, the council approved that. And then on January 4th, the council approved promoting James Kronvik, who was our zoning specialist slash permit tech, to the assistant planner. Uh, that position's main roles uh, will be to kind of do the day-to-day planning and zoning. So that per- so James is going to be the main contact for any planning and zoning questions members of the public have. Uh, he'll be doing uh, assisting me with plan reviews, so reviewing plans for new house builds and, and commercial projects. Um, he's gonna also going to become the city's new tree inspector. Currently, Katie Kaufman, who's our our recreation coordinator is the city tree inspector. We decided, again, with some reorganization that's going on in the community, this would, I mean, in the organization, an opportunity to kind of shift some roles. A little bit of James's background is he is a landscape architect and actually worked for Landsberg for seven seasons. So oh, he wow. has a background in landscaping. So we thought he would be the perfect person to be the city's new tree inspector. <laughs> Good idea. And, you know, part of the other benefit of this is right now, uh, I have for the last two years since I've been with the city, been doing the main planning and zoning functions of the city. So by adding the assistant planner, it's also frees me up to focus on some more high level items, including uh, Im- further implementing our comprehensive plan that was adopted in October of 2019, uh, continuing with our zoning code update that we're in phase one of right now, um, working on helping Jennifer implement the strategic plan objectives that were outlined by the city council in 2020, uh, working on economic development and then other projects such as the Mississippi landing trailhead um, that I will be the project manager for. Oh, wow. Sounds like you're going to be very busy. You're going to be busy. (laughs) It's going to be a busy year, but I think it's going to be an exciting year for the community development department. Yeah, absolutely, because those are some pretty exciting things that are happening, especially uh, the uh, development of that park. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the zoning code. Uh, to bring us up to speed on the on the update there, how is that progressing? Yep. I think the last time I, I met with uh, Ken, you and Tess, 
I, I discussed that we had put a uh, request for proposals out there to bring in a, a, a consultant to help walk us through a update of our zoning code. Um, in October, a consultant was hired. Swanson Haskamp Consulting was selected. And we've spent the last three months kind of in phase one of the project. This phase includes really developing the scope of the project. Uh, myself and some other staff members meeting with the Swanson Haskamp team. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a walk tour of the community with some members of the planning commission. Uh, the planning commission had some opportunities to talk with the team uh, to complete a survey of what are some of their high-level things that they want addressed in the zoning code uh, update. And then the Swanson Haskamp team putting together what they call a visioning memo, um, which, which will be going before the city council here shortly, and pretty much says this is the high-level things that have been identified as goals for the zoning code update. And then moving into that, we'll then we'll be moving into phase two, which includes actually taking a, a tangible look at the zoning code, figuring out what things are working, what things are not, and making the necessary adjustments. Yeah, it's quite a process. Very interesting. Um, I think we were, last time we chatted too, we talked a little bit about the Parking Commission. Uh, bring us up to speed on that as well. Yeah, the, in July of 2020, uh, the City Council reestablished the Parking Commission. The Parking Commission existed for a number of years um, as a standing commission. However, due to kind of a lack of, of interest, um, it kind of dwindled. And then in the late 2000s, the council uh, disbanded the commission. However, over the last few years, there have been kind of a continually um, discussion about parking, specifically in the downtown, but really all over um, our community. So the council saw fit that to reestablish the parking commission as an ad hoc committee with five members um, and the mayor sits on that as well. And what they are going to be doing is meeting monthly over at least the next year, uh, discussing a number of major issues when it comes to parking in our community, making rec and then making recommendations to the planning commission and city council to address those issues. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I believe the last time you were on, we were talking a little bit about uh, some compliance with some of the city codes. Specifically, I think the code we were talking about at that time is removal of snow. Is that still a, a point of contention here in the city? You know, I wouldn't necessarily call it contention, but we are always encouraging people to um, make sure they're getting out and shoveling their sidewalks. Anytime we do have a snow event, we do have many members of our community who rely on our our system of sidewalks and trails uh, to get around our community. So we just want to make sure that those sidewalks and trails are clear for those people. So anytime uh, there is a snow event, we want to make sure, again, we're getting those cleared. If you live on a corner, just a reminder to make sure you're shoveling all the way through the corner to the street so people can also use that corner to cross the street as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, any other code compliance issues that uh, we should be aware of? You know, well, there is one, Ken. Um, for the last year, the city council's policy is that when it comes to code compliance, we were operating under a complaint-driven system. So my staff wasn't out looking for code issues, but if we got a complaint from a resident, we went out, we inspected it, we and we addressed it. Um, one, one of those code things that has come up 
is that the city code does allow for what we call non-commercial speech signs, otherwise known as campaign signs or political signs. It does allow for them to be posted um, during during an election season. However, it does say that they should be removed 10 days after an election. Again, we haven't been enforcing that ordinance as we haven't gotten any complaints. However, we, we have started to receive some complaints about signs that have been out. You know, we're two, two months now after the election. So, again, we just like to remind people to start removing um, those signs. Very good. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, anything else that uh, we should know about the things happening in your department, David? You know, Ken, I think we covered it pretty well. We're just looking forward to another uh, exciting 2021. Yeah. But not as crazy as 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we hope not. (laughs) Well, we do hope not. And actually, you know, just to kind of on the backs of what David just said, I think one of the things that we're really excited about in 2021, as David mentioned, the comprehensive plan, you know, really taking a look at that and and seeing what the community wants to see here in the city of Brainerd. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think just having the opportunity to do things, you know, as David mentioned, the parking commission, you know, this is a great time to be looking at things and how we can help improve the city of Brainerd. I think we have some great things coming up here in the next couple of years. And, and so this really gives us an opportunity. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you on the show monthly to keep our listeners up to speed on what is going on. And, and we thank you for being here. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. Thank Appreciate you the time. Our pleasure. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here today. You take care. Thank you. You guys too. Our guests today include uh, Jennifer Bergman, the Brainerd City Administrator, and David Chansky, who is the Brainerd Community Development Director. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.